the Old Testament prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 1 through 4 and 25 through 32. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now. O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he shall save his life. Because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions that he committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet, the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. Every one according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our text for the Gospel Proclamation today comes from the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 18 and serves as the basis of our theme for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. Enough! No more! Not on my watch! This chapter of the prophecy of Ezekiel ranks as one of the most important in the book. Its theme is individual accountability before God. Ezekiel was called to preach to God's people in Babylon because of their less than accountable nature towards God. God's glory had departed from them because they had abandoned him. But the Lord also showed Ezekiel a new day when his glory would return and the kingdom would become an everlasting blessing to the nations. Undeniably, they were in Babylon because their ancestors messed up back in Judea and Israel. But it is as if God is saying, enough, no more, not on my watch. And Ezekiel begins by addressing a strange proverb they kept repeating. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Jeremiah 31 verse 29 uses that very same proverb which people at the time would quote 
if they wanted to claim to be victims of a miscarriage of justice. It helped them shrug off personal responsibility for their misdeeds. The proverb gives us that classic picture of a parent giving an unaware child sour fruit only to watch with wicked glee the infant's puckering countenance and look of shock that their parents would be so undermining. If there was cause to grimace at their circumstances in Ezekiel's day, surely their ancestors were to blame. But Ezekiel counterpunches that sentiment as if saying, Enough! No more! Not on my watch! Because unfortunately, the people wanted no responsibility, accountability, or acknowledgement that the sins they committed caused the consequences they were suffering from. In fact, it seems the people were not only accusing God of injustice, but also of sadistic delight in punishing people, when just the opposite is true. Deuteronomy 30 says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days. And for us today, 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, This is good, and if it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God is forbidding us to deny the responsibility we have in our own undoing. Nobody's sin but our own causes the circumstances we create. We know what is right and we know what is wrong. And God never lets us be tempted more than we can bear. But as Ezekiel so clearly emphasizes today, at the end of our lesson, God takes no pleasure in the death of anyone because of their sin. Rather, God wants everyone, by Christ, to turn and live. No doubt, people like to have their own definition of what is right and what is wrong. It's a moving target in our culture today that is by design so the anti-Godites can be gods unto themselves and claim moral superiority in all things, justifying heinous acts of abomination. Like abortion, even after the baby is born. Claiming a boy can displace a girl in women's sports just because he thinks he is a girl. Letting children dress and drag and dance provocatively in front of adults whilst they throw money at them. Even suggesting that erotic love between adults and children is somehow acceptable. When you think you're a god, you can even justify cruel acts of violence towards anyone you deem undesirable because of their disagreements with you. Then, 
You can turn on the people of the one true God, calling Christianity wrong and everything else right, attacking biblical family structure, destroying any free form of governance so the government can promote a world without God at all. Even Christianity around the world is corrupted. Unrepentant homosexuals and lesbians are ordained to administer their unorthodox sacraments. Popular preachers accuse their parishioners of sins they never committed. And shepherds go so far as to tell their sheep they have offended the wolves and potentially lead them to slaughter. They say in a matter of action and speaking, the way of the Lord is not just. And Ezekiel responds to them today, enough, no more, not on my watch. God responds to all our sinful inclinations, imploring us to hear him now. When we realize that the way of the world only leads to spiritual slaughter at the hands of God's enemies, we can turn to the way of the Lord. Only God's way provides proper, effective and historical means that leads everyone to truth. Truthful, ethical living, honest governance with equality for all under the rule of law, and the certainty of God's wisdom in everything. When Satan intervenes violently and desperately, we can respond with God's peace and comfort for all. We can cause devils to flee in the face of God's holy hymnody and devotion to his word and worship. When our own sinful nature lures us into divisions, selfish inclinations, and iniquities that we can only blame on ourselves, Jesus shows us the way only he could walk to the cross in place of us to pay for all our sins. And right there, his death made the ransom payment for all our sins that demanded our death in the first place. The debt of our shame, our regrets, our past mistakes, and our anger towards others, and every injustice that we did that demanded our eternal death, Jesus took instead and died the death that he never deserved. Then he rose from the dead to tell us everything he says is always worth listening to and living for. Now, we can stand with confidence in our communities, in the halls of justice, facing the false philosophy of the world head on. We can tell them, because the world will never be proper, Jesus died for everyone and cleansed them with his precious blood. And because of our sin, we received redemption. And that means everyone can receive redemption too. And the schemes of the devil will not overcome the church because Christ will never let us be tempted more than we can bear, letting Satan know in no uncertain terms, enough, no more, not on my watch. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.